Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, our purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for his sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to Lose Yourself. I'm Dr. Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad you could join me for today's program. For those new to the program, Lose Yourself is a call to discipleship based upon the verses that say, those who seek their lives will lose it, but those who lose their life for Christ's sake will find it. And discipleship is about us surrendering our lives and our purpose for God's eternal glory. That means we surrender the temporal, the in the moment, things that are not gonna last for purposes and plans that are eternal and not only help us in our daily lives, but allow us to live with a sense of hope and purpose and inspire others to do the same. We're beginning to enter into a new era of the year, which this year was very unique. For some reason, Lent began this last week on Valentine's Day, which culturally is kind of curious because imagine those people who celebrate Mardi Gras. I am not one of those people. The idea that people party like crazy the day before Lent to get out of their system because they're going to enter a time of sacrifice, which I think is self-defeating. Nonetheless, there are people who do that, and it is a very secular and wrong attitude. But imagine this year, you had Mardi Gras the day before Valentine's, and then Lent actually started on Valentine's Day, which is an odd timing because this is you're beginning this time of spiritual renewal on a fun but silly holiday that is more about buying chocolate and going out to dinner than anything else. It was interesting this last week where we had people walking around with, as is customary, with a ash cross on their forehead on Valentine's Day. I just felt that was a very interesting look, but nonetheless, I just wanted to take a moment to talk about the 40 days not counting Sundays, that precede Easter because not everyone celebrates Lent. We do have people who listen to this program who do participate in that, others that do not. It is not required, but much like the Advent season. But I wanted to take a quick moment to talk about the Lenten season and explain it to see whether that is something that you want to experience or a variation thereof. The season isn't universally embraced by all denominations, but it marks a span of 40 days, mirroring the duration of Christ's sojourn in the desert as chronicled in the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. These 40 days, a period of solitude and resilience, preceded Christ's public ministry and bore witness to his triumph over temptations orchestrated by Satan. The culmination of this season is Holy Week, which is also referred to as Passion Week commencing with Palm Sunday and culminating in the joyous celebration of resurrection that our culture identifies as Easter. In contemplating the Lenten season, we're drawn to the transformative practices it encompasses, fasting, prayer, meditation, and a profound remembrance of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. However, let's remember that these practices are not intended to be rigid or ritualistic expressions. Instead, they're heartfelt gestures of appreciation and devotion to Christ, conduits through which our faith blossoms and our connection with Him deepens. Spiritual formation, as intricately woven into the tradition of Jesus Christ, is a journey of profound transformation, a metamorphosis of the very core of our being. 
It's as if our heart, the very essence of our spirit, is being tenderly sculpted and refashioned so that its natural expression mirrors the deeds of Christ, empowered by his divine presence. In 2 Peter 1, we're reminded that as partakers of the divine nature, our faith is to be supplemented with qualities that reflect Christ's character, moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. Those are found in 2 Peter 1, 4 through 7. Certainly, one might think that facing such a formidable list of virtues could lead to discouragement or frustration. However, the beauty of this journey lies in understanding that spiritual growth is not a mere checklist, but a harmonious dance with the rhythms that God has woven into our lives. Our pursuit of God manifested through the spiritual disciplines propels us towards maturity and empowerment. By embracing these practices, we align ourselves with the natural cadence He has designed for us, guiding us toward a deeper communion with Him. You might ask me, what is the significance of 40? Is that in the Bible? It's worth noting that while Lent traditionally spans 40 days, the exact duration need not be rigid. The number 40 carries deep biblical symbolism, reflecting periods of testing, preparation, and renewal. As we journey through the annals of Scripture, we encounter individuals who embarked on transformative journeys lasting 40 days. Consider Elijah, who fasted for 40 days and nights while evading Jezebel's wrath. Joshua, too, undertook a 40-day fast as he sought divine guidance and direction. The figures of Moses and the tablets of stone hold significance and narrative weight. Moses spent two separate intervals of 40 days and nights in communion with God, during which he received the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. Christ himself, on the onset of his earthly ministry, embarked on a 40-day fast, a period marked by his resistance to the devil's temptations. The number 40, therefore, is far from arbitrary. It's woven into the fabric of spiritual significance, signifying preparation, purification, and a profound encounter with the divine. Whether it's in anticipation of a specific calling or an endeavor to deepen intimacy with God, embracing the rhythm of a 40-day journey holds a sacred resonance. In the pursuit of such a journey, Invaluable resources stand ready for us. Fasting guides, available both online and through various sources, offer practical insights and spiritual wisdom. It's important, of course, to approach fasting with discernment and care. Consulting medical professionals and embarking on fasting for reasons that align with spiritual growth rather than worldly motives are crucial considerations. Moreover, let's not underestimate the foundation of prayer in our relationship with God. The Psalms echo the sentiment of entering God's presence with thanksgiving and praise, a gateway to his courts. Incessant prayer, as advised in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17, becomes a lifestyle rather than a sporadic activity. It's an ongoing communion, a recognition that God isn't confined to a specific time or place. Instead, he is interwoven into the very tapestry of our lives. The act of prayer, inseparable from our daily experiences, propels us further along the path of spiritual growth, fostering deeper character refinement and intensifying our reliance on God. The interconnectedness of fasting and prayer in our spiritual formation cannot be overstated. These disciplines, while distinct, mutually amplify one another. 
Fasting serves as a conduit for heightened spiritual sensitivity, while prayer fortifies our connection with God. Together, they sculpt our character, sustain our dependence on God, and crystallize his centrality in our journey. So friend, as we look at the Lenten season, this is not a checklist. This is not a to-do list. This is not a ritual. This is not something that a priestly class person has to serve as an intermediary. This is simply us looking forward to the season of Resurrection Sunday and Holy Week, Passion Week, whichever you say, and looking forward with the anticipation and the appreciation for what God has done in our life. Friend, it's so easy to become casual in our spiritual life. On the one hand, I wouldn't want someone to take part in Lent as a means of appearing more spiritual on the outside or feeling that they have to appease God in some kind of ritualistic manner. This season is more of a reminder, much like the Christmas season or Easter, as a natural rhythm in our life to take a moment and pause and consider the gospel. I'm always in awe that God took on flesh, dwelt among us, lived a sinless life, sacrificed his life, rose, conquered sin, and gives us the grace that can not only save us, but can also change our life. Friend, this season, meditate on those things. Allow that perspective to dictate your life. Allow that worldview to dictate your priorities, the way that you handle people, the amount of forgiveness that you're willing to give. And in so doing, you will find yourself aligning to God's purposes and plans and not seeing your spiritual life as a sacrifice or an obligation, but as the most rich and empowering aspect of your life. God has so much more in store for us than pursuing money, getting our way, having some life experiences, finding ourselves, and all of the typical pursuits that you will see running around in self-help or online. God wants us to know him and make him known. He wants to transform our lives and our character. He wants us to live with purpose. He calls us to holiness. He calls us to himself, not in an isolating or subjugating way, but in an intimate way where we are empowered by the Holy Spirit as we walk day to day, living the life that God has called us to. I'm going to share one of the many Lenten Bible verses that's appropriate for what we've talked about today. Matthew 6, 16 through 18 says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces and their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you that they have received the reward, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Remember, this season is not about self-exaltation or appearing more religious. This is a time to prepare our hearts, to grow in our faith, and let God transform our lives. That's why I want you to be very careful about the noticeable traditions of the season. God works from the inside out. He works in our hearts first, and then you start seeing the outward evidences. Be careful of trying to start with outward appearance and work inward, because that rarely works. But friend, if you're willing to grow, this is a great time to do it. So friend, you don't need the Lenten season. You don't need to go through some 40-day spiritual program. What I would encourage you to do is prepare your heart and your mind towards the approaching season. 
where you consider the gospel, what Christ has done for us, what that means to us, and how then should we live? What should we do then? If there are resources out there that you feel like will bring you closer on that journey, I encourage you to avail yourself of those resources and not be afraid to grow this season. It's never too late to turn your life to Christ. It's never too late to pursue him through discipleship. And it's never too late to have God use you in amazing ways. I finished today with a few quotes. N.T. Wright says, Lent is a time for discipline, for confession, for honesty, not because God is mean or fault-finding or finger-pointing, but because he wants us to know the joy of being cleaned out, ready for all the good things he now has in store. Trevin Wax says, What is more important than the practices we take on is the heart attitude behind them. If there's anything we should give up this time of year, it's our sense of superiority, either to those outside the church or those inside the church who do things differently than we do. The cross levels us all. And that's true whether or not you practice Lent. As we sign off today, I encourage you to enjoy a 40-day reading plan. I found one that is going to take me through sections of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John between now and Resurrection Sunday. If this is something that you think might help you progress in your life and in your faith and your intimacy with God, I encourage you to find a reading plan or other devotions that you can take on this season to spiritually prepare for Resurrection Sunday. Friends, as always, I wish for you a wonderful week. I wish for you a chance to grow in your faith. And as we continue in our journey together, I hope that you will take this opportunity to grow in your faith. I thank you so much for joining me today, and I'll see you on the next episode of Lose Yourself. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.